Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sports and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Earth. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Yeah, Time man. there's a whole game tailgate. We live cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen, want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green, the feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly, eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, Philadelphia? We are live broadcasting from Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to the 4th and John Show, episode 59. Boys and girls, I hope you're staying inside. I hope you're keeping hydrated. I hope you're keeping cool and you're not sweating your balls off. But just understand this. As the temperature rises, as the heat index rises, the days until football season go down. Boys and girls, we are 23 days from unofficially being away from Philadelphia Eagles training camp. 23 days away. We are 27 days, if the Eagles hold the same dates for open practice, to being back at Lincoln Financial Field. We are 37 days away from the start of the preseason, and we are 65 days. Just 65 days away from the start of the 2018 NFL season, which, by the way, I'm not sure if you knew, but the Super Bowl champions host that game and kick off the season. I'm not sure if you knew that. And who might that be? Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely right. We got a lot to get into on this show. Terrell Owens giving his Hall of Fame speech. Not at the Hall of Fame. Ronald Darby. All of a sudden, has a uh, has a case of amnesia. All of a sudden, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Nigel Bradham, one game suspension, so on and so forth. But I want to kick it off to my man because we were up around your block today, mm, out in Times Square, New York City. Holding we just got back through the uh, the hellacious rainstorm that was coming down. Holy shit! Yeah. On the on the way in. So how are you today, Mister Gale? I mean, Saunders? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, we had a great day hanging with Kyle Brandt. Um, but yes, you know. Sir. I'm hanging with my homies right now, talking to Eagles, something like I like to do 365 days out of the year. Like you said, we're Lane Johnson days uh, till Eagles football. I mean, like it's excited. I'm like, I'm excited. It's coming down to that point where we got a nice little break with the little NBA taking over the Twitter line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like uh, it's it's back to the NFL, and I'm ready. Absolutely. And for those of you who didn't know or don't follow the 4th and John Twitter account, follow us at 4th and John. We were up uh, shooting with NFL Network uh, this morning, a little uh, audience crowd. Uh, Me, Gail, and Evan were up there. 
Kyle Brandt's working on some big things. Yes. He's worried. He's just shot a pilot. We can't get into too much detail because we signed a bunch of forms that Gail implored me to read, and I skimmed over. Mm. I'm assuming it was a non-disclosure agreement, but Kyle Brandt is working on a brand new show. I'm sure it's going to be picked up, and it is phenomenal, yeah. the way the show is put together. And if you're a fan of Fourth and John... At least a comedic aspect or a comedic approach to the NFL. If you like the viral videos, if you like the internet memes, you are going to absolutely love what Kyle's working on, and I'm sure it'll be in the works pretty soon. And, I mean, the, the one thing that stood, that stood out from today, I mean, he, that dude is a pro's pro. Like, Yes, dude, sir. Yeah, he, he can went, turn like, it on, bro. Straight three and a half hours with maybe two flubs. Mm-hmm. I yeah. He's a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to watch pros be pros. Absolutely, and that's something that, you know, we always, you always want to learn something from somebody, right? And the way Kyle was able to kind of like go right off the teleprompter and then cut away from the teleprompter and just go on a rant, Mm -hmm. just go on like a three-minute just absolute rant on a viral video or start making, like that dude has got a a tremendous flow of pros pro, absolutely enjoyed it. Then then it'll it'll cut away like, oh, that tattoo, what's it mean? Or he did peep my sneakers, too. He's like, yo, green sneakers, coordinate. Yeah, but that's your game, bro. You know? It, that's it, my style, it's man. the sneaker game. Chances are that's not the last time we will see, be seeing <coughs> Mr. Kyle Brandt. Oh. Uh, we're working Spoilers. possibly on a uh, on an appearance at the home opener tailgate. That would be lit. We, Literally. We did uh, approach him about being the celebrity guest burner mm. uh, for the Zero Super Bowl uh, jersey burning ceremony that's going to happen at the home opener tailgate before they kick off the season and before they raise that banner inside the stadium. Uh, I got a firm uh, yes and yep. then a maybe. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna work out the details. See if we can't get Kyle at the tailgate. He was eager at first. He was eager at first, <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait a minute." It's five minutes later. He was like, wait a minute. What are we doing with the jersey? We're burning what? I, 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 don't, know. I, I don't know if I can be involved with you guys. Working next to social media is our boy Philly Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing good. It's been a while since I've been in the studio, man. Uh, I want to thank you guys for the prayers, for all that, all the listeners, everybody on Twitter. Appreciate the prayers from what it's been uh, the past couple of weeks. It truly means a lot. Uh, I miss a lot, boys. The Super Bowl rings. We're counting down to the Hall of Fame. We're counting down to Carson Wentz. He was a number three top player in the NFL. Yeah, buddy. I've been missing a lot of things going on. But one thing that did uh, hit me pretty hard was uh, I saw a video clip of Carson Wentz. I'm not sure you guys saw this yet because you're in uh, New York. There was a video clip of Carson Wentz at this camp, and he chucked a 60-yard bomb to this kid at camp without a knee brace, like did it like it was nothing, and it and I just got chills, man. I just got chills. The season's coming close, but do you guys feel confident he's going to be playing Week One? I mean, I'm not sure you guys saw the clip, did you? I saw the clip, but I'm always hesitant to really kind of fap the, any <laughs> any uh, internet clips of because t- today also an Odell Beckham Jr. clip came out of him basically uh, breaking the ankles of some fat guy. You know, like like some athletic trainer going in on a slant and catching a one-handed pass. And you know all the Giants fans are sitting there, like, you know, getting a hard-on seeing Odell Beckham Jr. make those catches and stuff like that. Dude, the guy's in shorts. That's not a professional DB. He's just running drills. Don't get too excited. I don't want to get too excited over Carson Wentz throwing a 70-yard bomb to no- with nobody, I'm assuming. Nobody was he throwing it to yeah, anybody. He was throwing it to somebody, some kid from camp. It was a six-yard bomb, yeah. right on the money. With the flick of the wrist, though. Yeah, it looked it was pretty. Look at the flick of the wrist. With Look that, at the flick of with, the wrist. Without Justin, a knee brace. If he let that that pass fly, and it didn't look like that. You would never have seen the video. You would never have seen a video, and they would have done it until he got it right. Yeah. So let's be honest here. I mean, it, it, it's we always get a little too overhyped off of I, I the one the one video that I did kind of get hyped about. There was recently a video. Uh, I think it was Sidney Jones uh, Snapchat or oh, maybe yeah. somebody his trainer's Instagram stories where the guy was go- cut backpedaling up on a hill. On a hill, backpedaling, cutting, looking pretty good. So you're just you, you're encouraged by seeing an individual coming off of injury, actually running those kind of drills. The same way we were impressed with Carson Wentz those first day of OTAs, watching him do all the quarterback drills, not taking any reps off and doing everything else all the other quarterbacks were doing. And then Sidney Jones, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, well, he's sitting out." Those last couple of practices, people were a little concerned. Why are mm-hmm. they sitting him? And then that video made everybody like. Take a breath. <sighs> 
Absolutely. There you go. Uh, next, working the soundboard that is not here. Yes, is, I got uh, my own computer. It plays no sound. Bar- that now you the evolution of Evan nicknames. Yes. It was Evan <laughs> Evan Bubblegum ear. Yes. How'd you get that bubblegum ear uh, nickname? I ended up uh, ripping my ear off in a freak weightlifting accident. And okay. it, it left. A, it left. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was hanging on by a thread, and I had to get twenty stitches to reattach it to my head. You don't say. But uh, I get these pretty nasty scars. And anyway, long story short, I get. I had an enormous, uh, what looked like a ball of bubblegum on the back of my ear for about five years because it was just a big nasty scar. That's disgusting. Well, all right. Well, but that's I, awesome. I, I, I was also and, like 15 when I made the Twitter account. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I had to run with. So it was going from Evan Bubblegum here to Hollywood Hearn yes. during the shooting of uh, Football Fanatic yes. with Darren McMullen, yes. yeah. right? Because <laughs> you had by far behind me the, the largest speaking lines of the entire thing, explaining the Eagles fan base and how if you're down with it, you're down with it, and if you're not down with it, we won't. Not, we want nothing get to do with out. it. So it was nice to see you get some camera time as Hollywood Hearn. Yeah. yeah. Today he great shows hit, up to, hair too, to, to the NFL Network taping, not wearing a goddamn stitch of Eagles gear, showing <laughs> showing up in cargo shorts and a button-down white short sleeve shirt. Spatula hair. and New Balances and all. Yeah, look look, you're fresh out the barbecue. So yeah. I believe his new nickname is now Barbecue Evan. Yeah. Barbecue Evan, he was like, where the cougars at? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the hot women around the barbecue, man. I mean, uh, what, what can I say? <laughs> I, I was not prepared for what I thought that was going to be this morning. I'm just thankful that I didn't end up going super formal and putting on pants and sweating my ass off all throughout New York City. But to stick with the heat thing, I, I mean, things have gotten dry around the NFL since there hasn't been one for mm-hmm. the past few months. Things have gotten dry, things to talk about. I mean, I, we've all just been starving for some football news, so it was nice to get up to New York, have that little day, get the NFL juices pumping in our veins once again. That was nice. But, Gail, let me ask you a question real quick. Dude. The lighting in this room, like it just seems a little bit off. Do you think we should ask our stage director? How we can adjust this man. shot? Maybe we can. Should we, should we set this story up? You, you, you might as well do it. You might, I'll, I'll, uh, so God. you know we're all we're all getting situated in the uh, in the studio, and you know the producer setting the shots and everything. <laughs> this mf'er over here is like, uh, well, you you think we should get this angle? No, 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 shit. no, 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 I didn't fucking say that. He's like, he I raises to... no, he raises his hand like the uh, teacher's pet, and he was like, oh my god. This is so excuse me, Mr. Director. Are we gonna go from this angle, and then uh, fucking Kyle goes in? They're like, oh, settle down, Erod. Yeah, yeah, settle. <laughs> you know, we got your avocado toast waiting in, uh, in your it's, trailer. Yeah. And we had uh, the guard from the Jets. From the Will- Jets, yeah. Willie Cologne uh, was a good sport, uh, yeah. you know, giving E the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Laying into him for a solid couple minutes. Settle down. There, yo, there was <laughs> a solid, down, like, guy. four minutes where I my ass was firmly yeah. in the barrel, and it was just, like, all no holds. I don't know how it happened. It rarely happens when E-Rock's in the barrel, <laughs> yeah. but when it happens... You're getting rolled by Whoa, Willie Cologne. Okay. Fuck, I got fucking steamrolled by Kyle Brandt and Willie Cologne to the point where I like... To the point I, where I felt all right about my barbecue outfit. <laughs> this guy, in the first segment, he's, he's up in the front row, got the jersey on. Second segment, you can sit up at the front. I'm going to take my jersey off. I'll be in the back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say shit for the rest of the segment, dude. Uh, no, no, he, he, here, here was the thing. First of all, we didn't know what we were getting into when we, when we went up there. Second of all, it was a, had I known that it was a shooting of a pilot, i.e. not that serious, they're just slapping something together as a sizzle reel to present to NFL Network and like, hey, this is going to be a great idea for the show. By the way, is a great idea for the show. It's going to be phenomenal. So we were sitting uh, <laughs> stage left, if you will. <laughs> so stage left. So the, the talent, if you will. Excuse me, sir. Oh, shut up, dude. Shut up. Could so, we have more angles? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Come on, get, I No, it wasn't. Holy it was, shit. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Shit, man. Well, the director was looking like this little bitch. He even <laughs> took off his headset and, like, an asshole handed it to me. Like, you want this? You want this asshole? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, wait, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He took his headset off and went like this. Here, you want to do it? Could you we have more angles? So, so, uh, so here was the thing. We took one shot where Willie Cologne had to. T- tell an embarrassing story so he turned to the audience which again was sitting 
perpendicular to the stage. So he turned to his right and addressed the audience, which was us. There was about 10 of us, Mm -hmm. right? So then they decided to do a second take where he was like, pretend like the audience is in front of you and there's a lot of people there. So meanwhile, the reaction shots of us sitting there, he's talking in front of him and addressing us as if we were in front of him and we are all looking to our left. So I, listen, the shot isn't going to add up if Willie Clone is addressing the people in front of him and everybody is looking to the left. It's just not going to make sense in editing. Listen, when, you, when you've been around TV enough yeah. and, you, and, and you've been on enough shows, you know these little nuances. Iraq just goes up to the director, listen, I ran the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at all the shots. It's not going to add up. So gonna- I just, at, right when they were ready to roll, I just raised my hand and all I asked was, where are we supposed to be looking? Yeah. Because and, and all 350 pounds of Willie Cologne, Cologne looks said, down upon said, you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, you're wrong. And shut your mouth. He Lavar balled me. Said, told me to stay in my goddamn lane. Could and we when, have some more angles, sir? Oh my god. Well, the rest of the shoot went really well, and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing when that show airs, and I'm looking forward to seeing Kyle hopefully at the tailgate. Whether it's yes. burning, I, I think we got a firm yes that he will be there, mm-hmm. burning yeah. jersey or not, he will be there. He did make mention uh, when he uh, to- he actually recently uh, ruptured his Achilles. Yeah, uh, he's got the boot and everything. Mm-hmm. He said he reached out to Mister C- Carson, Mr. God Carson himself. Wentz himself. Hit the DMs. He said Carson was super nice. He said. Hey, look, you, that dude is always the real deal. He's the greatest guy, nicest dude in the world. Got some good uh, tips on doctors. Went out of his way to go and find him the right doctor. He said that he didn't suffer the same thing, but Jordan Hicks. Had yeah, reached out to yeah. Jordan Hicks and then got back to Kyle right, Brandt. Right, yeah, going out of his way. Yeah, going yeah. out of his way. I mean, that's our. That's what kind of quarterback we have, y'all. Right, right. So. That's what kind of quarterback we have. Speaking of a cornerback that we have, uh, Gail, you're more familiar with the situation, but apparently I'm not a doctor myself, but I think Ronald Darby has been diagnosed with a slight case of amnesia, possibly, after vouching for his boy Jameis Winston and I believe an Uber ride, saying that nothing happened. Apparently, uh, now that Jameis Winston has indeed been suspended for, what, three games? Three games. Three games. Three games. Uh, Knocked down from six, from what I heard. Really? Yeah, it was yes. originally supposed to be six, and it got uh, knocked down. So Robert Darby, who tried to do his boy a solid, I guess, all of a sudden he, he uh, the, cannot uh, recall. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, the positive uh, against the Bucks, we don't face Jameis Winston. But, the, I mean, the negative, I mean, it sheds a little light on Ronald Darby's his initial statement was basically like he was in the you know the Uber ride, and, and it, this is what he said. He said, uh, um Originally, he's like, I, f- I, f- I felt the need to come forward and clarify some inaccurate accounts of the evening of March 13, 2016, when myself, a friend of James Winston, took an Uber ride in Arizona. There were three of us in the car, not just one, as has been reported. Myself and James were in the back seat. I am confident that nothing appropriate, inappropriate in nature happened in that car that evening, and James did not have any physical contact with the Uber driver. The accusations are just not true. That's, wow, that's, pre- that's, that's pretty, pretty black su- and white. Yeah, that's, that that, there's no gray area in that statement. However, yeah, the other, the <laughs> new statement, uh, we understand that Ron, Ron Darby's statements to the league was that he no longer recalled the Uber ride in question. And the text mes- messages show that he was still outside the club um, as Win- Winston was finishing the ride. Now, was this... Uh, this statement initially made to the police or NFL investigators? Uh, this this was to the, the uh, attorneys, this the, for, best, the best investigators. But the thing about it is now, you know, they're ba- they basically were lying. So yeah. now the the league has not done anything about this them lying right now. So and it, it doesn't seem like the NFL is going to do anything about it. I think this goes to show about a bigger overarching problem, which is selective amnesia, which exists <laughs> in society. So so prayers up to Ronald Darby. I hope you get better, man. Start remembering some stuff. And uh, I mean, but then ready the, for day it, one. that whole Chris Carter thing, you got got to get a fall guy. But yeah, your your, your fall guy shouldn't also play. He shouldn't in, play in the league. In the yeah. league, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of like you, you mentioned it doesn't look like the league is getting ready to do anything. Well, maybe not right now, 
But we have one player who got a one-game suspension based off of an incident in 2016. God that would be our man. new uh, linebacker, or a linebacker who signed a five-year new $40 million deal. Uh, you know, that, that incident down in South Florida, somebody didn't get him his umbrella on time. And Nigel Bradham, there was a physical altercation, if you will. And now he's serving, based off of a 2016 incident, in 2018, one-game suspension. However, he's not going to fight it. He's not going to bitch or moan. He's just going to serve it and move. Take it like a man. Take it like a man and move on with his life. In fact, he even tweeted this. This is from Nigel Bradham's official Twitter account. I would like to apologize to my fans, coaches, teammates, and the entire Eagles organization for the one-game suspension. This stems from a July 2016 incident, and the matter is now resolved. I look forward to giving it my all this season and helping the team win another championship. Not for nothing, I know he had the gun at the airport. I know he had this umbrella incident. I know that Jim Schwartz called him a knucklehead. What, what was the exact phrasing? Like, if you act like a knucklehead, you'll be... I, a, I was actually looking it up. Oh, well, you know, he, he, uh, dumbass. That dumbass, was it. So uh, yeah, it. he called yeah. him a dumbass. Not for nothing, that's a very mature, responsible, adult, taking responsibility for your actions tweet. It is. You know, it just is. serve the one-game suspension. As long as it was put out by him. As long as... Um, I, well, you know, I don't want to say it wasn't put out by him, but that was a responsible tweet, and certainly the Eagles aren't going to fight it like Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and just delay any suspension or make any suspension go any further. So who's going to take over his spot now? It's uh, one game. I mean... I understand it's one game, but... We got Joe be, Walker. It could be <laughs> Nate... Uh, Nate Gary. It could be, uh, you know... Do we have Elliott still? Bruger Hill? No, Ellerby's not here. No, Ellerby's not here. Uh, uh, but Nate Gary, early reports on that guy, at least coming out of OTAs. And again, I, I don't like you know juicing up people in shorts and, and helmets and or, or at this point in the season when they're not really hitting or they haven't played a preseason game yet. But we all remember the reports coming out Nelson about Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar that we kind of dismissed. So far, the OTA darling might be Nate Gary. And then Corey Nelson, another guy that they brought in um, as well. So it could be a combination of the two. But, you know, going back to the, the whole thing in, in general, I mean, if the Eagles gave this guy a new deal after his his first couple altercations, they obviously they felt comfortable <laughs> enough. Um, in, in the offseason, everybody was like, yo, Bradham, you better sign. Like a lot of the players are like, dude. And he signed for a very reasonable deal. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people around the room were like he could have got more outside of uh, the Eagles, and he came back. And but you know he's just got to serve this. I, th- I think we'll be all right. Plus, I don't think the Eagles were in the dark as far as seeing this suspension coming down the road. I mean, they know when stuff like this is going to happen. They yeah. know when suspension. Yeah, no, it doesn't sneak up, especially on a guy like Howie Roseman. So they had Bradham. They offered that deal to Bradham, knowing full well that he was probably going to be out at least one game. Uh, in the upcoming season. I'd rather get it over with sooner than later. Just yeah. knock out the first one and bing, bam, boom, be done with it. You know, you, 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 I'm sure we'll see him there. I'm sure he'll show up, but uh, he certainly won't be playing in that game. Speaking of somebody that's not showing up. It's not showing up. See that in the professional industry. Well, segue. That's what we call a segue. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering. Uh, Terrell Owens earlier, uh, about a month ago, Uh, discussed he was not going to attend his own Hall of Fame induction. And then today announced that an event that's free and open to the public, he will give his Hall of Fame speech at uh, his former university, University of Tennessee Chattanooga, with friends and family and any fans that want to attend this public free event at 4 o'clock. However, this whole thing is so strange. We're making the trip out there for the Hall of Fame induction. What is the NFL going to do when it's like Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Brian Dawkins, <coughs> Terrell Owens, and then just move on to somebody else? Like, how exactly are they going to handle that ceremony? That's the first time I've thought about that, too. Do you think that the NFL will send out a a like coverage team to Tennessee Chattanooga I'm sure to, to, uh, to cover it, his his end of it? I don't or think so. Do you so. think that they're yeah, just going to completely I, I, oust them from the, but is, is it the also, ceremony it's entirely? It's also sponsored, too, by someone. Don't I have a sponsor? 
I, 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 I didn't read that, but if a sponsorship does happen, that kind of puts... TU has a sponsorship? Uh, or Because, some, some, you know, the whole thing is, you know, they don't pay for... You know, sometimes the teams will f- foot the bill for them to come out there. Yeah. You know, he, no one's footing the bill for him. So uh, you Yeah, but know, if, we, if we can afford to go out right, there... Right, right. He can afford <laughs> to go yeah. out there. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Just uh, the money he's going to make on autograph signing, you know, sponsored autograph right, signings right. by Panini alone out there. We should, gonna... we should turn that into a statement before we had the Brian Dawkins. He made it. Since he made it, we made it, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if T.O., if we if we go, T.O. goes. So you guys are like pretty it. sour about the whole entire thing of him not even going. But I just, I just think it's... Uh, I would like to I think it's a know. weird move. I, I, th- I agree with you, but... <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, like, do you guys ever wake up and just wish that you had that much? I don't give an f. <laughs> when you, when you just wake up, you're like, I, I'm not gonna go buy th- th- own I, Hall of Fame. I, 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 I think it's I think it's childish. It is childish, to be honest. Sure. I th- but I think it's childish. On- like childish to the point where you do like sit ups and put push ups on your own driveway. And well, Terrell Owens has always been a, a, a little bit of a, a baby, a man child, as far as his attitude goes throughout his career. But I, I don't think it's just childish on Terrell Owens' part. I think it's chal- uh, childish upon the Hall of Fame voters, really, as well. Yeah, it should not have taken three years to vote this guy into the Hall of Fame. He has first ballot written all over him. However, you know when, when you take a look at his tenure, there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. Locker room issues so on and so forth, that it almost felt like the Hall of Fame voters took it upon themselves to then in turn punish Terrell Owens for. Do you think that if the voters knew he was going to skip it, they would not have inducted him in this year? I believe oh, yes. yep. yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, yeah. Had they known that they in turn, when they finally decided to vote him in, they would have taken that as a slap in, a slap in the face and just not done it. Now granted, hindsight is twenty twenty. But in all honesty, the Hall of Fame voters, that's not your job to punish somebody on behalf of former teammates or on behalf of beat writers who Terrell Owens might have blown off. You're talking about a guy who's third all-time in receiving touchdowns. Jerry Rice, who holds almost every single record in the NFL when it comes to a wide receiver, has 197. Second is Randy Moss with 156. Terrell Owens has 153. That's crazy. Like Chris Carter had to wait a while because it was a log jam at wide receiver once upon a time. He had 130. You talk about 23 more touchdowns than Chris Carter, and you it takes you three years to get into the Hall of Fame. But wait, there's more. If you take a look at the yards, once again, Jerry Rice, who is not only the best wide receiver to ever play the game, simply put, kids, do your homework. He's the best football player to ever lace up a pair of cleats. No ifs, ands, or buts. Don't make that face at me, Justin. And the he best, play, and he the played best in, football player to ever play the game, And Jerry he played Rice. up until his 40s. And he played up until his 40s. Jerry Rice, yards-wise, 22,895. Terrell Owens is in second place. Mm. 15,934 yards. This is going to support my argument as to why... Jerry Rice is the best football player to ever play the game. Because we can all sit here and argue about the best quarterback in the, to ever play the game. We can talk about the Dan Marinos, the Tom Brady's, the Joe Montana's, the Peyton Manning's. We can sit here and have an open discussion on who might be the best. We can sit here and have, an, have, a, have a logical debate on who the best running back was to ever play the game. Is it Emmitt Smith, the all-time rushing leader? Or are we talking Barry Sanders? Are we talking Sweetness, Walter Payton, may, may, maybe Adrian Damn. Peterson in his prime, Gail Sayers back in the day. We can Hallelujah. have an we can have an open discussion and an intelligent conversation about that. We can talk about tight ends, defensive ends. Although it's Reggie, we can talk <laughs> about any other position on the field. If we sit here and say who is the best wide receiver to ever play the game, and the words Jerry fucking Rice does not leave your lips, you don't know the game of football. And this supports it. Yards. Again, Jerry Rice, 22,895, second place. Terrell Owens with just shy of 16,000. We're talking about a 6,000-yard margin between number one and number two. You cannot look at any other position in the NFL all time and see that large of a gap between number one and number two. And again, Jerry Rice, touchdowns, 197. Second place, 156, Randy Moss. That's that's a huge margin. You can't debate that. When the time and period that Jerry Rice played, 
you know, the, the things that defensive deep, backs could destroy you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could put your hands on you. They're more physical, and he was putting up numbers, crates. Go go back and some, watch some of his uh, route running clinics that he that he, that he did in practice. Twenty two thousand kind of separation insane. that he creates. Uh, dude was a burner. I mean, great hands. I mean, and that amazing. Was, and that was the beauty behind Jerry Rice. Like you said, the rules, defensive rules were different. You were talking about a much heavier running league back in the day. They weren't slinging the, slinging the ball like they are in today's NFL. But he wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the strongest. But running routes to an almost angelic perfection where you could not touch the man... And yet, you want to talk about Yak, his slant game, bing, bang, catch the ball seven yards down the field, and he's gone. He is just gone. That and, was Jerry Rice. And hands. I mean, you, just, hands. you throw it within hands. 10 feet of like, 10 yards of him. I mean, he had, his, he had his yips early on in his career, but then he just... Not like, for long, obviously. With you know, he just flipped the switch and was like an all-pro ever, you know, for the rest of his career. I'm sorry for going on my Jerry Rice rant. Honestly, yeah, well growing, grow, growing up an Eagles fan... Like, I was all Eagles. My favorite football player growing up, Jerry Rice. Yeah, no, I believe it. Because you, 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 can't, you can't put past the guy that's just willing to outwork everybody else and become the greatest of all time. The GOAT. He was the original GOAT. He was the GOAT. Oh, the, only, the only negative that I had on Jerry Rice's career was at the end of his career when he had the... When his his hairline was way back, and he had the cornrows, the, the predator thing going on. I was on. like, dude, come on, you're a le- you're a goat, you're a legend. <laughs> what are you doing with those cornrows? But he had the Stevie Wonder look going yeah, on. Yeah, I was like, come on, bro. What's with your boy Stevie, dude? Yeah, he he's blind. He can't see that shit yeah, anyway. So, Jerry, look, you can see this. Oh, but look in the, the mirror, Jerry. Oh, but the other <laughs> look thing, in the mirror, Jerry. If you guys go on Twitter and you look at uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, not that thing. Oh my uh, God. Uh, Jerry Rice. Inside was, joke alert. Jerry Rice was blocking a lot of uh, NFL players who were clowning him for the um, that commercial he did with the uh, the the helmet with the chicken thing on it. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it. No. What happens? Have you seen it? It was like the chicken blinders or something. Yeah, that's not a good look. No, nah, it's not a good look. <laughs> you're like, like, like we said, you're a Hall of Famer. You don't. That's not Hall of Famer things. But yeah. all right. And uh, lastly, the last stat I wanted to bring up, which supports my Jerry Rice argument, but also uh, kind of supports my Terrell Owens argument, except a little less. Uh, Jerry Rice career receptions, uh, one thousand five hundred forty-nine, just north of fifteen hundred. Terrell Owens is actually eighth. Yeah, with 1,078. But the margin, again, between one and two, two is Tony Gonzalez. Wow. Holy shit. Tony Gonzalez has the second most receptions in NFL history. He played forever. But it's amazing. But that's a tight end, dude. That's a big tight end. He was the go-to guy for and not a lot, And not a lot of great quarterbacks. You know, you remember those Kansas City quarterbacks? Who who the fuck? Trent Green? Yeah, yeah. Was, was, Was throwing them the ball? Elvis Gerback. Great, great, great pull on that one. Oh, yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. So uh, Terrell Owens has first ballot Hall of Famer written up and down him. I think it's childish at the fact that he is not showing up for his own Hall of Fame induction, even though there is hard feelings there. Uh, but I really think it was childish for the, uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame really to not vote him in and kind of punish him for the qu- type of quote unquote teammate he was yeah. when they were never in the locker room to begin with. Yeah, he was. He was definitely. He was definitely a guy that loved the spotlight. So let me ask you a question. That like, when you th- when I think of To, I think of touchdown celebration. So what? Yeah. What was your favorite To touchdown celebration? It's gotta be when he was in the 49ers uniform and then he just stood in the middle of the Cowboys. Uh, star. Field, and right in the star, right in the middle, and just looking. Yeah, up. that that's a classic. Like you will always look back, and there will be that image of Terrell Owens in the 49ers uniform, looking up at the sky in uh, Texas Stadium. You know, what I mean, on that star. But he did it twice. Like he that, did that, do it did. twice. I understand that. But the first time he did, it was just iconic. Like yo, I respect Emmett for when he scored, running out to the star yeah. and slamming the football down. Like like we yeah. get pissy. When we see other teams, and I think the, I think the Vikings did it this year in the NFC Championship game, when they all start stomping on the logo in the field before they take you know mm-hmm. go off the field after pregame, mm-hmm. they started that shit up. By the way, there was almost a fight. 
There was a, who's the white wide receiver that they have? Thielen, Adam Thielen. 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 Yeah, Thielen, and I think Kendricks almost got into it. No, it was Brandon Graham and Thielen. Oh, fucking nose to nose going into the tunnel. You don't mess with Brandon Graham yeah, like that. The hell is he? but, we, but we get pissy when players like that do it. Could you imagine like somebody running up to the Eagles logo and looking up at the sky? There might be a shooter. <laughs> well, do you remember Sean Jackson kicking the bird after that? Uh, after the didn't the like that. Day? No, not didn't like that. <laughs> it was the same thing. And, uh, that was a moment that we we're like, we might get Deshaun Jackson back. Remember that? Yeah. But they, he scored that touchdown. Remember? Uh-huh. And he didn't. He didn't celebrate. Remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, he's right. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also too when like LaShawn McCoy came back to the Lincoln Financial Field and kissed, kissed the bird. The eagle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, how, that's how you show some respect. Kiss the fucking logo. You gotta kiss the logo. You're the all-time Eagles number one rush. Russia. <laughs> You're coming back with the Buffalo Bills are fucking terrible. <laughs> fucking go take a knee and kiss the, and kiss the logo. <laughs> And then he came up and hugged. Uh, what did I do to earn this disrespect to Ralph Owens? <laughs> you greedy, childish bastard! On my daughter's wedding day, <laughs> he, ro- he rocks similar fuck down with the angles. All right, you're not you're, you're, some more angles. You're, you're, you're not the director. Listen, you're a guest in our house. Shut the fuck up and be an audience member. <laughs> Just stay, stay in your lane. Who does this guy think he is? <laughs> oh Jesus! I didn't I want ju- that to end. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just lost my oh oh uh, favorite uh, Terrell Owens touchdown celebrations. You know you know the uh, I think it was in Seattle the pen in the sock. I was gonna say the sharpie. That's, That's dedication because he was rolling with that the entire game. Like you don't but know he knew he was gonna score. He, he knew he, he knew. was gonna score and he knew he had that thing in his, and he knew exactly what he was gonna do. Justin, a little known fact about the sharpie incident: mm-hmm. the guy that he actually handed the football to. Was his agent's brother? Okay, really. That's that's interesting. Yeah. But still, like, how did you know you were going to be in that? Like, I I feel like he was going to sign it and give it to somebody yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Well, no, it was like the uh, he told him the, the 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 night before if I score a touchdown in this side of the end zone. Oh, okay, you're getting the ball. You're getting the ball. And he was became real close earlier in the game to scoring on the other side. Didn't get in. Danced out of bounds. <laughs> no, field switches. He ends up scoring a touchdown, signs it, walks over, hands it right to his agent's brother. Yeah, that 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 one is certainly a class. Gail, you got a favorite uh, um, T.O. touchdown? I did. I did like the one where he was he grabbed the pom poms. He was shaking it like that. But I mean, for for Eagles perspective, that time he did the Ray Lewis. Like he, it, like oh well, shit! Yeah. I did that. Ray Lewis came out and he scored, and that like set it set the tone. It did kind of for for that season. Like yo, we're dominating, and you're gonna do the Ray Lewis dance right in front of Ray Lewis. Like come on. That no, was that, that that yeah, that, that was, was that, that, that was tone. I was like this motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta have a set of balls to do that to because yeah. you gotta play him for the rest of the game, and you just fucking smack that hornet's nest with a baseball bat. Yeah. And you got to go. You got to try to go across the middle and take on Ray Lewis at, a, at another point in time. Yeah, that's underrated. Not Terrell Owens' uh, touchdown celebration that just kind of popped in my head because we were talking about the sharpie. Joe Horn's cell phone. I was going to say uh, yeah, Joe yeah. Horn's cell phone. Yeah, that, was that was knocked level. at the time. Was shitty at the time. But that's dedication because yeah. you have to plant the cell phone. Yeah. Like you know, like you're planting a bomb. Do you think there was two cell phones? Do you think there's one we'll in each never end know. We'll, <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Wasn't it a flip phone too? It was. It was, a fl- it it was, was like it a, was a Motorola yeah, razor. Yeah, yeah. For for those who can remember the Motorola, so somebody's cell phone got snuck underneath the padding of the goalpost, and when he scored, he lifted it up, took the cell phone out, and I don't know, pretend to call somebody. Yeah. I think Collinsworth had a. It was either that or. Um, Joe Theismann had a cow when he it did that. It was a flip phone. It was what a what flip did he phone. say? What was his reaction? Uh, classless stuff like that. Wow. But, you, but you know what? Randy Moss is also going in on this Hall of Fame class, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We just went over the reception list. Uh, Randy Moss, receptions-wise, 15th. All right? That's uh, when Terrell Owens is 8th. Randy Moss, yards-wise. Right behind Terrell Owen, uh, right. Uh, I'm sorry, fourth in total receiving yards. That means Terrell Owens, uh, fifteen thousand two hundred ninety-two. 
Terrell Owens is second. Yeah. All right. So Terrell Owens has better stats there. Who, who's third on that list? Third in yards? Yes. Larry Fitzgerald. That's and, shocking and, to me. And you know what? Probably uh, is he within striking distance? He of is. TL? He is within striking distance. He's less than four hundred yards away. Holy smoke! Larry Fitzgerald. He should probably do Out that this nowhere. year. Yeah. But that's yeah, but the that's the when we talk man. about Hall of Famers. That's that's the difference. What we're talking about. Larry Fitzgerald. Bing. The minute five years is up because that's the time you have to be retired for five years. Absolutely. He's first ballot. Yeah. Because that guy. But he was doesn't the, have a stain on his record. But either. he doesn't have a stain on his record. Yeah. You're talking about a guy. Who like got injured? If, if I remember correctly, like what broke broke something and 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 played, or was that Anquan Bolden broke his face? Bolden broke his face. His face. But nevertheless, all those quarterbacks that this man has been through, all the misery that he's had to endure uh, as an Arizona Cardinal, along with the highs, yeah, you know, being there with Kurt Warner and falling short of a ring. There's the ultimate teammate, a guy who will block, play the inside, do anything that you want. All around nobody had a bad thing to say about him. Um, a former, uh, I, I think, nomination for Walter Payton Man of the Year. Dude's in first bout. First bout, the guy's in. Terrell Owens bounces around from San Francisco, Philadelphia, to Dallas, to Buffalo, uh, to Cincinnati. Didn't he, didn't he spend, spend some time with Seattle? Yeah. And they look at all these teams he's bounced around to. Bad teammate. He played a lot of arena, drama. Didn't he play in an arena team? I think he right was trying before, to get into soccer. Right, well, arena, or right before, that was uh, Ocho Cinco. Oh, Ochocinco was trying to yeah. get in soccer. It's mind-boggling me, too, that uh, there was a report not too long ago on Twitter that I saw that Larry Fitzgerald was really close to becoming an Eagle a couple years ago. Yeah. Was when his yeah, I, I, was up. I, I talked about that on a previous podcast. Yeah. Like, the, the, almost, Eagles, the, Eagles put the, the Eagles put together a package. Not, not for nothing, but to get back to the Terrell Owens and Larry Fitzgerald comparison... Neither of which we could say that Larry Fitzgerald played the game the right way. He was the ultimate teammate, ultimate player. Neither one of them won a Super Bowl, right? And Larry Fitzgerald has played with some basic bitch quarterbacks, basic bitch quarterbacks for a long time. Well, I mean, you know, he had you know Carson Palmer uh, at the end, and then yeah, but there, but there was a lot of you got your boy Matt Liner. Yeah, you got you got Stanton. there was a lot of dreck it, <laughs> it, in between that. Skelton, not uh, he was John just, Skelton. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Terrell Owens is playing with Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. That's my quarterback. Uh, Carson Palmer when, when he was playing in Cincinnati. Yep. And, and then he said the, the guy who threw the best football to him out of any quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That, was, that was probably a knock on the rest knock of the Knock on everybody. If it looks like a rat and talks like a rat and smells like a rat, guess what, Jeff Garcia? Remember that comment? That's the kind of shit... He was he was basically implying something towards Jeff Garcia's uh, sexuality when he left San Francisco. That's the type of shit that the writers looked at and was like, "Yo, this this isn't kosher." But it's not their job to punish Terrell Owens on behalf of former teammates or former teams yeah. or former anything like that. It's the job of the NFL Hall of Fame to vote in who's worthy of being voted the in. Best players, and when man. you take a look at a guy like Randy Moss, first-timer, and Terrell Owens has some better stats than he does, like two out of the three most basic categories, Like, like part of me knows that this was a childish move by Terrell Owens. Part of me doesn't blame him. Because yeah. the, the the voters are, are are just as much to blame. Justin? It's not like Randy Moss has a clean track record himself. No! 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 Not. And he's a first ballot right now. Between, between all that drama and I mean, Minnesota has, has T.O. ever been fined? For I don't, celebrations. I, I don't know. He had to be for celebrations. Never been arrested either. Never been arrested. No, no I, I'm pretty sure he was issues. fine for celebrations, if anything. He had that one one uh, incident where they were talking about like he took like an overdose on something. Remember that? Yeah, it was on TMZ, and they were saying that he, he didn't he didn't try to kill himself. Like they're trying to like paint it like it was like real weird, but. He just took some like sleeping pills or something. Terrell Owens was fined in 2006 $35,000 for spitting on an opponent. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. nice. Oh, you know what? That was, that was, he spit on D'Angelo Hall. That's exactly right. correct. Yep. Oh, D'Angelo oh, Hall's right. a, a douchebag in his own right. <laughs> he got hurt trying to cover, uh, what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Hopkins, yo, that was the best. And you know what's funny? Classic Jeff is not a fan of uh, the whole thing of Terrell Owens not going to a Hall of Fame speech. He said, for the last draw for the guy who finally put the nail in the coffin, sealing his fate as a spoiled brat. 
He, yeah. So it's pretty much dead on. I, I'm not a fan. I, of I, 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 I completely agree with Jeff. I mean, at this point, Terrell Owens has gone through his entire career and probably looked back and said, you know what? I re- really wish I, I, I thought about this a little longer. I really wish no, I didn't do that. There's no way T.O. has that hindsight. It's all about but, the but he's doing show. It, but he's doing it again. Yeah. Like, this is the greatest honor, singular individual honor that can be dis- uh, uh, bestowed. bestowed upon an NFL player. Like, su- when you're playing, it's all about getting a Super Bowl, getting that ring. Maybe if you're selfish, making some Pro Bowls, whatever that. When you are a Hall of Famer, that is forever. Yeah. How do you not at least swallow some of your pride, put aside the anger, and go see your bust and do what every other single Hall... Like, are you going to show up to other Hall of Fame inductions? You know how they gather all the other Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a big, like, there's the Hall of Fame dinner, there's Mm -hmm. the jacket ceremony, all these legends and greats of the game show up. Is Terrell Owens just going to show up to a dinner one day and be like, hey, guess what, I decided to show up? Like, you just totally persona non grata yourself from the goddamn... Pro Football Hall of Fame, which took you a while to get in, and you should have been in earlier, but you're there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and he's going out. This is how you're. He's going to be last perceived, and you're, yes. you're, this is how you're going out. I mean, yeah, there's nothing after this. Actually, I mean, he doesn't think so, considering he's having people film him running uh, four four forties. You know what I mean? Like he sh- he sh- he like he was on an MTV reality show recently. Yeah, They're like you you showed up for that, but you. You, this is the biggest stage at, at the end of your career that where you're going to get that light shed on you. Like, you know, that, it leaves a bad taste. I, I would love to see him get in. But, I mean, like, it's weird. Like, if you were at your high school graduation or college graduation, you're like, I'm not going to get the diploma after four years. I'm going to be at the Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to set up my uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi, and I'm going to Skype it in, and, and I'll, I'll get my degree that way, and I'll thank my parents. It, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, show up, get your degree. Like, right, come on. right. Come on. Like, he's worked so hard, and it's, and it's even more than a degree because he spent how sixteen? Yeah, dude, sixteen. Like, I mean, that's perfecting his craft. Yeah, I mean, and everyone is there. You, you know, everybody is there to celebrate him. Yeah, and that's the difference. Like, that, we're here to celebrate you. Exactly. No one's here to knock you down. We're here to celebrate. For you. a guy that has an ego as massive as his own, you would think that he would be first in line to like a pat on the back party, right? But yeah. like, his ego is so enormously big that he just wants to say f you to the people that are trying to give. Yeah, him but a pat it, on the yeah, back. but if you're gonna say f you to the people that were responsible for holding you back and holding back your induction for three years, say it in the speech. Say it in the speech. Say it in the speech. Go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Take your five minutes, ten minutes, however long the speech is, yeah. and just shit all over everybody. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 like you know you what? Would you, would, any other time. you would probably get more props by showing up. Uncovering the bus, smile, photo op, get on mic, and just shit all By over the way. Yeah. By the way, Tony Romo's a bitch. That's not, my, that's not my quarterback. Donovan McNabb did puke in the Super Bowl. Uh, you, Hall of Fame, yeah, you, you Hall of Fame voters can all suck my big... Exactly. You know, my big dick Nick. You know what I mean? Uh, we are going to get to the Twitter questions, but before we do, we have some bills to pay. Now, last week... All right, it was E-Rock on the mic doing his WNBC, a little bit like that. So drum roll, please. Who's going to be the lucky fella? I think it's somebody who should have seen Kyle Brandt read off a teleprompter like a pro. Barbecue Evan, it is your turn to do Wait, the... Uh, that? All righty. You ready? Ready. Here we go. If you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, department store debt, be forgiven. National Credit Card Relief would like to give you your free information on proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions of unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy, it's consolidation. This program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe to your creditors. Call free for your information to get all the all your questions answered in your first free phone call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find uh, find out more now at 800-218-7170. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call 800-218-7170. That's 800-218-7170. Get your debt problem solved. Call 800 800- 
218-7170 today. I like it. Wait, 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 wait to go, Evan. Great reader guy. Thank not, you very much. Not bad, my friend. Yes. Miss back for now. First crack. grade. Thank you very much. Yeah. You get the cougars at the barbecue. Yes. There you go. I think it's time for Mike's favorite segment of the evening, and that would be the Twitter questions. So why don't you take it away, Fender Mike? It's been a while since I did these. So first question is from Vegas, Jason92. He says, does Matt Collins finally have his breakout year this season? We're, I, we're already talking about people's breakout years already. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's one thing when you have an expectation for Nelson Aguilar, all right, and his breakout year, or Zach Ertz, who had a number of years under his belt as a second-round pick, and still we didn't feel like he was doing enough as that second-round pick and had yet to have his breakout year. What the fuck are Eagles fans expecting from Mac Hollins? That's the, like, I get it. He's a fan favorite. He's a great guy. He does a lot of like cute things on social media, and he's made some big plays. But let's not let's not pin a second year, fourth or fifth round pick, Gail. Uh, fourth round pick. Fourth round pick yeah, as that- a guy who needs to have a breakout year mm-hmm. in a second year. That's mm-hmm. like that's that's pushing the expectations. I think a little too hard. I think you, I mean you have Mike Wallace in, in fold. You have Aguilar. You have uh, you know. Alshon Jeffrey, I think this is a year where he gets to uh, be a smarter football player. Usually, it takes about three years to actually fully develop into an NFL uh, receiver. So now I feel like you know it's a good year for him to learn and make more plays. Keep making plays. Okay, so we spent about ten minutes or so, fifteen minutes talking about this guy. The 49ers' third round pick in 1996 was one Hall of Famer. Terrell Owens. I'm not saying that Matt Collins is going to be on that level. Oh. I'm saying oh, hot take. I'm saying Matt Collins is going to really shine this year. I re- I have really? this. I have a feeling this year that I'm not saying maybe he won't put up ridiculous uh, Pro Bowl numbers, but he, he is going. It's going to. It is going to become apparent to Eagles fans that he is our next big thing at wide receiver. And I have the next big nickname for uh, Evan. It's Hot Take Hearns with hot. that one. Yes, I've been just, sipping that just barbecue sauce. Just put that sauce. over on the barbecue. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue Evan. I love, it. I love it with the height, hot takes. Go ahead, uh, Mike. Next question. All right. Next question is from Brother Frank. Uh, he says, "What have you guys been doing to patiently wait for football to come back?" I know I've been. Uh, Cheer myself off a little bit. Oh, Jesus being, Christ. Uh, Super Bowl highlights. Living a life as a champion a little bit right now. At least that's for me. Patiently waiting. Whose question was this? <laughs> Brother Frank. Brother Frank. Um, how have I been spending my time? I've been doing the same thing I'm doing all year round. I'm just work, work, work. And I'm uh, getting ready for next season, trying to save, my, uh, save up some money so I can go to as many games as possible next year. Me, uh, you, know, you know where to find me. All you got to do is follow the Instagram account. My ass is on the beach. I got a couple rods in the water. I got a cooler full of ice in case I catch anything, which is which is rare. But you know what I mean. I every once in a while your, for your arm, if you lose it fighting one of them sharks that you're trying to wrangle ashore. Uh, you know what? <laughs> haven't, haven't gotten the stingray yet this year. Haven't, I haven't gotten good. the yeah. first stingray. Not yet. So, but when yeah. it happens, I'll be sure to share that and uh, hopefully stay injury free. Memes incoming. Yeah, that's a different story for a uh, for a different time. Gail, how are you spending your off season? Uh, kind of killing time there. Oh, uh, you know, I've been doing some basketball memes lately. I'm a big, I've, big, I've been I've been keeping up on that. It's pretty good stuff. I'm a big Sixers fan. He's, um, he's, he's getting in the Sixers Twitter. Yeah, Sixers, they easy. Dabbling. I'm not getting in the Sixers Flyers sessions. Yeah. Sixers sessions. Eric Junior over here. <laughs> uh, playing a little NBA 2K. Playing some video games. Uh, I'm actually back into Madden. Nice. Playing some, uh, you know, doing things with the lady. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. things to talk. Doing, getting, getting, doing, bur- getting doing, burned at the beach, doing grown up stuff. Yeah. Like stuff. Doing grown up stuff. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, we gotta like uh, take a break from all the uh, Peter Pan football shit and uh, actually act like an adult for once. Yeah, and, you know, know, once in a while. All right, next question, uh, Philly Mike. All right, next question is from uh, Moroto two hundred five. He says, uh, besides Dawkins and probably Tia, what other Hall of Fame inductee are you excited or interested in seeing? Mine's definitely. I'm in between Randy Moss and uh, Brian Urlacher. Those are the two guys I'm really interested to see, especially their speeches. I'm sure Urlacher's speech would be like emotional in a way like Dawkins would be. Ray Lewis is going to be equally as emotional. But I, I, but I agree with you that like Randy Moss, like growing up, he was just like, he was an electrifying player. And like, I loved watching his highlights. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see uh, how his induction goes. I was a big Ray Lewis fan. As far as his leadership in the locker room, as far as his leadership, uh, you know, when you hear him speak on microphone and psych everybody up, 
he was a dominant, like the most dominant middle linebacker, at least one of the most dominant to play, definitely of our era. Yeah. yeah. But I would put him right at the head of that class. You know, when you look at the, uh, you know, Dick Buckuses of the world and, uh, you know, all the great middle linebackers that played, he's right up there. He kind of lost me during that murder. Well, not 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 during the during the the murder, but uh, that last Super Bowl with the Ravens and the 49ers, he kind of deer antler spray. Yeah, well, he kind of lost me. He went like too deep into the. Not that I'm anti-religion or anything like that, but it was it was a different too take. Preachy. Too preachy. Yeah, too yeah. preachy, and like God wanted us to win. Like, shit you wouldn't hear Wentz or Foles saying. They would just, like, thank the Lord above and then go about their business. He was almost acting like he was a, In the of a prophet yeah. he became, that was he sent became to the Saint earth. Ray. Huh? He became Saint Ray. Yeah, Saint Ray, and it's like, yo, I can feel it in my bones. Yeah, Ray, <laughs> Ray, you gotta like calm, yes. calm, da- calm down a little bit. But as far as his, I was a big fan of his, as far as his, he was like the middle linebacker version of Brian Dawkins. Yeah, in, in, in the day, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. Next, I, I'm going with Randy Moss. Uh, you know, I really just want to hear Randy Moss on that stage say "Straight Cash, homie." Just him in the jacket and saying that quote would make my day. So, straight cash, homie. There you go. Next Twitter question. Uh, Next Twitter question is from Equal Opportunity Hater. He says, why does E-Rock not have an accent in his early YouTube videos, but now sounds like Rocky Balboa and Vinny Gambino's love child in recent (laughs) offerings? That's funny. Do you want to answer this? No, 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 first of all, that, that is funny. Second of all, all right, I, I, I born and raised in New Jersey. All right, this is a New Jersey accent. Some people think it's a Philadelphia accent. It is absolutely not. I did uh, move to Philadelphia and live there for three years. The accent has absolutely nothing to do with it. You got to understand, when anybody starts out in any sort of media, not that I'm a big w- wig in media or anything like that, but my early YouTube videos, there's something called discovering your voice, Right. My earlier work in YouTube, my first season, I had to take those videos down. Absolutely fucking unwatchable. They were terrible to listen to. It was the the pacing of the cadence of the speech was off. The inflection was off. It was boring. There were no jokes. All I was doing is trying to play the stat geek, you know, you know, role. So there is such a thing as discovering your voice, or at least as it pertains on microphone. This is not a made-up accent. This is not a phony accent. At times, can I dial it down? Can I can I do my WNBC voice when I'm doing my reads? A- absolutely. But when I get excited, the the jersey just comes right out of me. You know, if if I get excited, if I get hopped up in, in an argument or something, all of a sudden, it's yeah, a thing. yeah, it's like Sylvester Stallone banged whoever the love child or whoever. Show me some respect. Kiss yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> Listen, what do I do to earn this disrespect? <laughs> On YouTube, I sound like an asshole. Is that fucking Jersey? Like, like fucking <laughs> Philadelphia accent or New York? To clarify, once and for all, this is a New Jersey accent, and I've always had it. I actually tried purposefully early on in my YouTube career to sound a little bit more professional, so I tried to like ditch it, like I tried to tone it down. But at the end of the day. I'm not professional, and this kind of is what it is, so... When you came out of birth, you're like, Give me some milk. <laughs> I, n- I need some milk. For I the- need some milk. Mama, can I see a booby, please? <laughs> Mama. <laughs> All right. But th- th- thanks for the question. Appreciate it. All right, we got one more question from our boy, Dustin. Trox. Dusty. Uh, okay. Dusty. Dustin, well, first of all, let's preface this by saying... That we know full right and well that Trox has been day drinking this entire time. Oh Absolutely. So Trox he, he is has about 14 drinks deep right so now. So he has been sending us videos in the group chat uh, <laughs> talking about all sorts of nonsense. So I can't wait to see what this question's about. So he says, if I was in jail right now, which one of you could come bail me out right now? Is that, is, is that a formal request? Or is, is he asking for a friend? Is this actually my plan? to ask it for a friend right now. Uh, I think we would have to start GoFundMe and I'd, help this I'd guy out. Me. I'd like to keep <laughs> him in jail. I want to keep him in jail so he'd tell a better story. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. 
Because that, that's, that's content. content. That's you know, content. We need content. It's lean times here in the offseason. Here we are talking about Jerry Truck, Rice. Tell us about your sniff. Yeah. Guard. <laughs> so, Guard. Uh, so Guard. Truck, tell me about Guard. the time you met the sisters in prison. <laughs> Truck, tell me that story. Guard. <laughs> Guard. <laughs> Well, I think that just about wraps God. it up here on the Fourth and John show. You're not uh, saying at the right angle, bro. You're not saying at the right angle. I'm not saying guard into this. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Fourth and John. It is always sp- fun to spend our Tuesdays with you. Uh, Fourth and John t-shirts are on sale right now, if I remember correctly. They are on Wildfire Sports Radio's page, along with all the rest of the fine broadcasts that go here from this studio at Wildfire Sports. Please give us a follow at Fourth and John on Twitter and Instagram, as well as like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fourth and John. And we will see you next week. Everybody have a very safe and healthy and fun Fourth of July. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway?